1: The Johnson's Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: <laughs> the makers of Johnson's Wax products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie is produced and directed by Frank Pittman with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. <laughs> Ever noticed that no matter how carefully you wash your car, it still doesn't look as clean and bright as when it was new. Well, that's because water will not clean a car. It won't remove that greasy surface film built up by bugs, tree sap, tar, oil, and exhaust fumes. But Johnson's Car New will. It cuts through that film in no time at all. Carnew does the job the quick, easy way. Here's how it works. Carnew is wax fortified and contains powerful cleansing ingredients. Apply Johnson's Carnu. The cleaning ingredients quickly dissolve stubborn, dulling film. Even the gummiest, stickiest grime disappears after just a bit of rubbing. Carnew then dries to a white powder. Wipe that powder off and almost like magic, your car is polished, sparkling bright. Carnew cleans and polishes at the same time. One application is all it takes to give your car a really professional showroom shine. Ask your dealer for Johnson's Carnew. Carnu. With Car new, it takes less time and less effort to bring out the beauty of your car.
1: Look on the bright side, shine up the bright side, bring out the beauty of your car.
2: Some of the world's most daring speculators have never seen Wall Street, a stock ticker, nor a customer's man. Some of them just stand in the front window and speculate on what their husbands are so excited about as they come hurrying up the front walk. In this case, it's speculator Molly McGee and homecoming Fibber as we meet Fibber McGee and Molly. Ah,
3: look at him running up the walk. I wonder what it is this time. Nobody's chasing him, so he must be. Hey, Molly. Molly.
4: Hey, Molly. Hey, Molly. Where are you?
3: I'm right here, McGee. Oh. Sit down and catch your breath. You're wheezing like a pawn shop accordion. I'll
4: say I am. Look, I was coming past Joe's Coke and Smoke Shop a while ago. Joe's
3: Coke and Smoke Shop? Yeah. Isn't that where people go to vote on election day? Yeah. And where they stand around the rest of the year complaining about who they voted for?
4: Yeah. Well, anyway, as I was walking past Joe's Coke and Smoke, what do I hear playing on the jukebox? But I'm looking over a four leaf clover.
3: Well, now you mustn't be too hard on Joe for that. Maybe the needle got stuck back in nineteen seventeen or thereabouts.
4: <laughs> That's the very point. Four leaf clover must be anywhere near thirty years old. Look at little white lies. Look at baby face. All old songs have been revived and all making a tidy little fortune for somebody. I'm gonna cut myself in on that dough, Snooky. Oh, <laughs> Well,
3: how? Write a song to be revived in 1978?
4: No, sir. Better than that. Listen. I happen to have already wrote a song that was mighty popular back in 1916. A novelty number.
3: You wrote it? Yep. That was a novelty.
4: (laughs) Yep, and I think the time is right to revive it. Right now. Put it on the market. Sweep the country with it.
3: Well, what's the name of this big hit you're going to sweep the country with?
4: I named it for me. It's called Fibber's Tune.
3: Ah. Very
4: modest of you. Yeah. I'll go get my mandolin and play it for you. I gotta have some kind of accompaniment when I sing. I never could sing acapulco. You
3: never could sing
4: what? Acapulco. That's a musical term. <laughs> Means no accompaniment.
1: It's
4: from the Italian acca, meaning you're on and polco meaning your own. <laughs> Acapulco, you're on, you're on your own,
1: see? <laughs> Darling,
3: how on earth do you learn all those things? I didn't learn that
1: one.
3: <laughs> you know something? I didn't know you knew a word of Italian, and here you know two of them.
4: I know three. Spamoni.
3: <laughs> Spamoni, what does that mean?
4: I don't know, but it's an Italian word. Well, I'll run upstairs and get my old mandolin. I'm anxious to start reviving this song.
3: Now, just a minute, Beethoven. Come yeah. Come in. Oh, it's the old-timer, McGee. Hello there, Mr. Old-timer. Hi,
4: old-timer. Hello
5: there, kids. What you doing?
3: Well, uh, we were just discussing an old song here to McGee's, Mr. Old-timer.
4: It's a song I'm going to revive and make some dough on, old-timer. A lot of money in popular songs these days.
5: You ain't telling me, Johnny. Yeah. I used to be a songwriter myself. Yeah. Used to ride them and peddle them in Deadpan Alley.
3: You mean tinpan Alley.
5: Deadpan, daughter That's what they all give me When I sung my songs for them.
3: <laughs>
5: Back in 1901 I wrote a dandy, kid Yeah? I called it Always lay an egg When I try the turkey trot
1: <laughs> Yes, I did, too, didn't I? <laughs>
4: like it
5: might have been a big seller. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just lay there like a rusty cartilage. <laughs> of
1: course, we didn't have
5: any jukeboxes or radio or crooners in them days. No. How many copies of a song can you sell by having it sang by a singing waiter with adenoids and a walrus mustache that screens out all the best lyrics? <laughs> well,
3: what was your biggest hit, Mr. Oldtimer? Well,
5: daughter, I think my biggest hit was a campaign song I wrote when Grover Cleveland ran for president like this. Boom. I'm looking over a man named Grover that I overlooked before. Sounds
4: familiar. Probably taken from one of the classics.
5: Yep, sure, but I give it up, kids. Yeah? All the songs I wrote had to be sung loud so you can hear them over a brass band or the rattle of beer steins. Nowadays, songs are all wrote for soft voiced little fellas to gulp into a microphone that makes them all sound like Caruso. <laughs> Why, where would this Crosby fella be today if he'd had to sing? Throw him down, McCluskey, to the third balcony without a microphone.
3: Well, I don't know where Crosby would be, but McCluskey would be way up on the hit parade.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, darling, but that ain't the way I heard it. Well, I heard it. One feller says, the a feller, say, he says. <laughs> Madison is really going places. They just killed my uncle of stealing horses. That's true, so, says a ton of fella. How'd they do it? Psychology? Nope, says the first fella. They give him shots. Three of them in the seat of the pants.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and a fella with an umbrella. <laughs>
4: right away that a song like this one just can't miss. Can't. I predict it'll catch on like kissing on a hayride. Here, let me sing it for you. Oh, peanuts. How do you like it so far?
3: Well, maybe it'll grow on me, dearie.
4: Oh, sure it will. Wait till you hear him sing it on the radio this afternoon over to WBIS. On the <laughs>
3: radio? Sure. My goodness, those quiz shows will do anything, won't they? Oh.
4: Oh, didn't I tell you? Every afternoon, the king's men sing a bunch of songs wrote by local songwriters like me that they draw out of a hat, see? How could
3: they draw you out of a hat? Huh? Oh, I see. you They draw the songs out of a hat. Sure, head. they oh, draw awesome. the songs <laughs>
4: When the guy reaches into that hat this afternoon, there'll be a hundred song titles in that hat, and by an odd coincidence, every one of the song titles will be Fibber's Tune
3: by Burton Gee. Heavenly days. How'd you ever arrange that?
4: <laughs> well, that's a trade secret, my dear. Oh?
3: Yeah.
4: And the fact that the guy who holds the hat for the king's men to draw out of happens to owe me four bucks from the Oaks Club, that's got nothing to do with it.
3: I see, pure coincidence.
4: Yep. When you got a talent for writing and a talent for shooting angles like I got tootsie, plus a natural musical talent
6: and a talent for...
3: Hold talent? That's probably Arthur Godfrey. <laughs> Come in. Oh, it's the weatherman, McGee. Hello, Mr.
6: Williams. Good afternoon, Mrs. McGee. And, well, what's the mandolin for, McGee? Hmm? If you're thinking of becoming a wandering minstrel, I'll drive you to the edge of town. (laughs) No,
4: I was just running over an old song I wrote, Foggy.
3: And keep a tight grip on your hat, Mr. Williams, because if the a drop of one, he'll sing for you.
4: Yep. You're looking at the author of that dynamite song hit in 1916, which I'm about to revive and make a fortune out of entitled Fibbers Tune, Foggy.
6: Really? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a foolish enough title to become moderately successful, McGee. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I suppose everyone tries his hand at songwriting sooner or later. (laughs) I once tried it myself. That's all. Yes. Yes, I was running a weather station at the North Pole all alone at the time Hmm. and took up songwriting to keep myself company. Hmm.
3: That's a good way to keep yourself without company, too. (laughs) Uh, What were some of your songs, Mr. Williams? Yeah, maybe
6: we've heard them, Foggy. Well, I wrote one that the Eskimo women used to (laughs) sing when their husbands went out whale hunting. I called it Blubber, Come Back to Me. (laughs) Sounds vaguely
1: familiar.
6: <laughs> but I think my best song was one I wrote about a young Eskimo lad who came into camp one day and drank all the alcohol out of our thermometers. Really? What'd
3: you
6: call that song? The De-Nature Boy. <laughs> oh, brother.
3: <laughs>
6: no wonder you were alone up there. Were you
3: really all by yourself, Mr. Williams? Oh, yes.
6: Yeah. Yes, my only companion was a young penguin that hung around my camp.
3: Oh, a penguin. Those are the little birds that always wear tuxedos, aren't
6: they? Uh, yes, yes. He was a great help to me, this penguin. I shall never forget the time my supply ship failed to arrive. Yeah? That little penguin found me almost dead from starvation and saved my life. Saved your life? My gosh, he must have been smart. No. But he certainly was delicious. <laughs> Good day. Probably.
4: <laughs> hey, Foggy Bill, out of here so fast I didn't even get to sing my song for him.
3: Mm-hmm. And he thinks the North Pole was a narrow escape. Oh. know. <laughs> He can
4: hear it this summer on every jukebox and radio set in the country.
3: Maybe he'll stay in the city.
4: Even so, he can't escape it. Hey, listen to it again.
3: Oh, peanuts! Looks like your song here is starting to ring the bell, dearie. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Maybe this is somebody else I can try it out on. Come in. Hello, Molly. Hi, Faye. Hello, Mister
3: Wilcox. Come on in. Hi,
4: Junior. Pull up a chair and listen to the greatest 1916
2: song. Oh, gee, I've had a swell afternoon, kids. I was over at the club taking a swim and ran into a friend of mine who just bought a new car. Well, that's fine, Junior, but so I... he took a... it out on the road over the weekend, got it all grimy and dusty. Yeah, but... He was I... pretty discouraged about losing that beautiful showroom shine it had till I told him how easily he could get it back with Johnson's car new. Oh,
3: is he eager today?
2: Well, when I explained how Carnu does what water can't do, it dissolves the greasy film that makes dirt and grime stick to your car, and how easily the dust and grease and traffic tarnish comes off with Carnu, he was delighted. <laughs> and when I told him it was just a simple job you just rub car new on, let it dry to a white powder, and then wipe it off. All the dirt comes right with it, leaving your car bright and gleaming again. He was so tickled. Oh, oh, peanuts.
1: peanuts. <laughs> hey,
2: is that your mandolin, pal? Why don't you put some strings on it? Doesn't make any noise.
3: Doesn't make any
2: noise. You keep banging on it, but I can't hear any... Oh, <laughs> you know what? No. I got through swimming this afternoon and forgot to take my earplugs out. Isn't that silly? (laughs) Now there, now I can hear Were you saying something, pal?
4: I was trying to say, Junior That I'm about to revive one of the big song hits of 1916 A little ditty entitled Fibber's Tune Which I wrote myself That's great, pal, that's great But look,
2: let me tell you about Johnson's car new You've got a
4: car You just told
3: us about Carnew, Mr. Witton Certainly, you met
2: a guy at the club Did I tell you that? Why, sure Gee whiz, kids, I had these earplugs in and I didn't hear it Thought I'd forgot to mention it.
4: Oh, well Harlow,
1: Harlow
2: Yeah?
4: Old oh boy Sit down here, will you? Sure Relax You're going to hear a revival of the greatest song hit you ever heard Sung by the composer himself
2: Okay, composer, okay Let me do one thing first
3: What, Mr. Wilcox?
2: Put my earplugs back in
3: <laughs> I don't want to lose
2: them
4: and I
1: figured oh, that was a little look, bit...
2: Laxy, I got a T.L. for you You've put in all the plugs you're going to this
4: season.
1: <laughs> so
4: now go home and come back in October. Okay, pal, thanks.
2: Happy summertime,
4: kids. Same, kid. to, you,
1: Same you, kid. to you, Mr. <laughs> go.
2: Try and
4: find anybody around this neighborhood with any musical depreciation.
3: <laughs>
4: hey, how do you like the song by now, Molly? Is it growing on you yet?
3: Well, uh, I'm not quite sure, dearie. I'll think it over while I'm upstairs sorting the laundry. Oh, okay. Uh, you keep singing... Okay. Uh, you keep singing it to yourself, and maybe you'll get tired of it before
1: long.
4: Oh, Okay, kiddo. Ah, there goes a good kid. <laughs> she didn't realize when she married me that she was getting into the big dough.
1: <laughs>
4: she thought I'd be an old man before I hit the jackpot, and here we are on the road to riches, and I'm still only the- Ooh, don't time fly.
1: <laughs> I didn't
4: realize, though.
3: Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hi, sis. I'm <laughs> glad to see you.
4: Here, toss the torso in a chair and take the tension off your metatarsals, teeny. Well, I... Hmm? Hi. I said, aren't you out of school a little early this afternoon, sis?
3: Oh, sure. Hmm? Me and Willie Toops got out early for a reward, I bet Oh? On account of we got a hundred in history today for doing our homework right. Oh, you did, eh? And our teacher. Hmm?
4: I says you did, eh? Who did? You and Willie, too.
3: Did what? Got a
4: hundred. Where? In history.
3: Where? Today. Why? For doing your homework right. I know it. (laughs) Oh, boy. What you doing with the guitar, mister? Hmm? (laughs) You gonna be a cowboy star this summer? Hmm, Are you? Hmm? No, no.
4: This isn't a guitar, teeny. It's a mandolin. As a matter of fact, though, I was in a Western picture one time years ago.
3: Oh, really, mister? Yeah. Did you ride a horse and play guitar, huh?
4: No, no. This was just a small part. I rode a Shetland pony and played a ukulele.
1: <laughs>
4: but as long as you asked about this man mandolin, I'll, I'll play something for you. Oh, oh
1: boy. Music. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'll sing you a little song I wrote myself back in 1916, sis. It's going to be a big hit this summer. The king's men are singing it on the air, and you'll hear it on jukeboxes, radios, merry-go-rounds, sheet music.
3: Oh, boy. Will my mama be able to get the music and play it on our piano, Mr. she on our piano?
4: Why, sure she will.
3: Mama can't play the piano.
4: (laughs) Well, then she can have somebody play it for her.
3: We haven't got a piano.
4: (laughs) Okay, skip it. Here's how it goes.
3: Oh!
4: Donuts go with popcorn Sunrise goes with dew Donuts go with coffee And I want to go with you How you like it so far? Oh, let me out of here Ah, cute kid, but she never
7: answered me Or did she?
3: McGee, do you know what time it is? Quick, turn on the radio. Oh. It's time for the King's okay. Men. Okay,
7: bring you at this time that popular singing group, the King's Men, with a series of songs by amateur composers. This is it, you know. I hope they don't butcher it up. The opening number has been drawn out of the hat, and it's Fibber's Tune by a Mr. Fibber McGee. That's it. <laughs> All those past that had to do
1: with the teaming up of this and that. For better or worse in a two-room flat. For better or worse in a two-room flat. Each and every living thing from amoeba down to a jungle king went looking
8: for his natural mate cause two by two is a natural state. Two is a natural state. Oh, peanuts go with popcorn, sunrise goes with you. Donuts go with coffee and I want to go with you. Oh, bacon goes with hen fruit. Carrots go with stew. Everything goes with something. So I want to go with, I want to go with, I want to go with you. When Noah built that great good boat, he doubted if she'd ever flow. Cause one of each he could not bring. He had to take two of everything. He had to take two of everything. In this world so full of flaws, the very best of nature's laws Is the one that took its maiden trip on Father Noah's partnership Noah's partnership Oh, corned beef goes with cabbage, red and white with blue Mustard goes with hot dogs, and I want to go with you Oh, even Wallace Wimple goes with you-know-who Everything goes with something else, it's a thing that a thing must do So I want to go with you Oh, peanuts go with popcorn,
1: sunrise goes with you Donuts go with coffee, and I want to go with you
8: Oh, even Wallace Wimple goes with you-know-who Everything goes with something else, it's a thing that a thing must do Now you're a thing and I'm a thing, but you to me are everything So I want to, I want to go
4: Enough, oh, that
3: know? sounded wonderful, McGee. I'll have to admit, I really like Certainly it. Certainly
4: everybody will like it. You're going to hear Fibber's tune on every radio program in the country. Except maybe We the People and Kaltenborn. <laughs> and I'll bet I can get Kaltenborn to discuss it in terms of world peace. Well,
3: <laughs> sounds wonderful, dearie, but just what radio program do you think you can get it on and how?
4: That's a cinch, baby. Who's got a musical show that'll be sponsored by Johnson's Wax this summer? Every Monday and Wednesday morning, At consults your local newspaper for the exact time. Who?
3: You mean Fred Waring?
4: Natch. I'll call him up right now. Hand me the phone. Here.
3: Take a little more cord. It's a long-distance call. Okay.
4: Ah, oh, interruptions, interruptions. Come in.
3: Oh, McGee, it's Dr. Gamble. Do come in, doctor. Thank
4: you, my dear, and good day to you, wet wash. Hi, Lancelot. Is it true you lost your satchel last week and three patients got well before you could find it? <laughs>
3: Gee, I wish you wouldn't talk that way to the good doctor well, well. man of his professional standing is entitled to a little respect
7: But not as little as I get from him
4: mm. If he did a little more professional standing and a little less professional sitting His experience would be wider and his
7: pistol pockets narrower
1: <laughs> Not to
7: change what seems to you to be such an enjoyable subject, Scuttlebutt May I ask how you intend to take the swelling out of that banjo? Well, that's
3: not a banjo, doctor That's a mandolin He's been playing an old song he wants to revive.
7: Well, his mandolin playing is a strange way to revive anything. What is this beggar's opera you're promoting, Bucklewart?
3: <laughs>
7: it's called Fibber's Tune, Tone Deaf. <laughs> I wrote it myself in honor of
4: myself.
3: He, he says it was very popular back in 1916, Doctor.
7: So was Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dash off a few bars for you, Dockey.
1: You'll love it Oh, Peanut
7: Look, 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 my boy Ours has been a long and stormy friendship Let's not strain it, huh? (laughs) I know your voice And I don't mind saying that I've heard better singing Done by a pigeon on a stool under a hot light at the police station
1: (laughs) Now, look, Uh,
7: I'll get that McGee's residence, Gamble speaking Who? Oh, yes, Mrs. Clatterhatch
3: Oh, her again
7: How's that, Mrs. Clatterhatch? Your husband lost his nose in a large election argument. I'll be right over. Oh my gosh, Doc! Lost his nose? Yes, he was counting the votes when the fight started. Yeah. Saved most of the s's but lost all of his
1: nose. Oh. <laughs> a nice summer, kids. I'm listening.
4: Ah, I'll put in a good word for him anytime. If I could think of a good word that wouldn't get me pinched. Well, hey, let's go in here. H- hand me the phone. Thanks.
3: Hello, operator. Give me Fred Waring in New York.
4: Yeah, the New York.
3: If it won't make you too jealous, McGee, tell him I think he's wonderful. Okay.
4: Boy, when Fred and I get this song revived, we'll...
3: Oh, okay, operator, put him on. Hello, Fred, this is River McGee.
4: No, no, McGee, Molly's husband.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, look,
4: I want to help you out, Fred.
3: You want to help him out like Dewey wants to help Truman out. (laughs) Look, Fred,
4: I've got a song I'm promoting. I wrote it myself in 1916, and confidentially, it's terrific. It's a revival and hotter than a pistol. Listen to this,
1: Freddie.
4: What do you mean you don't like it? I ain't even sung any of it yet. That was my mandolin.
3: Sing it out the dearie. Yeah.
4: You ready, Freddie? Well, here she goes. Oh, peanuts go with popcorn. Sunrise goes with dew. Donuts go with coffee. And I want to go with you. Oh, hello.
5: Hello. Hello,
4: Fred. Hey, Fred. Hello. Hello. Oh. Hmm. Must have been cut off. I'll call him back later.
3: Well, you know, it's very difficult to interpret a fine musical selection over the phone, dearie. Uh, Why don't you mail him a copy? Yeah, I'm gonna.
4: I'm gonna ask him to feature it on his first show for the Waxworks next Monday morning. If he likes it. You don't think he hung up because he didn't like it, do you?
3: Oh, don't be ridiculous. How could anybody dislike it?
4: A frightening question. (laughs) Anyhow, it sounded great when the King's Men sang it. Couldn't have got very bad in ten minutes.
3: (laughs) Look, you say you wrote this song? Yep, I wrote it. you say it. it was very big in 1916? Biggest
4: song I ever handled. Sixteen pages. I had to cut it down to get anybody to look at it. I
3: see. And it was very popular? Very. With whom? With me. I
4: liked it better than any song I ever wrote. Funny, I could never sell it.
3: You mean it never was published?
4: Nope. But now that I've revived it, we'll make it... Tell the me big...
3: one thing. How can you revive a song that was never published?
4: Ah, uh-huh. ha! you put your finger on the big talking point, kiddo. That's it. This is the first song ever wrote that was revived before anybody ever heard of it. What a novelty. What is it? Hey, let me run over it again for you. Uh,
3: Please do, and I'll help you, dearie. Oh, peanuts
4: go with popcorn, sunrise goes with dew, donuts go with coffee, and I want to go with you. Oh, bacon goes with hen fruit, carrots go with stew. I'm going on vacation.
2: And I'm gonna go with you. There's nothing tough or tiresome about polishing your car if you use Johnson's Wax Fortified Carnew. As a matter of fact, with Carnew, it's really quite simple and easy to make your car bright and shiny. You merely apply Carnew with a dry cloth, rub just a bit to loosen road dirt and grime, then let dry to a white powder. Wipe off the white powder and presto, your car is polished. You see, Johnson's Carnu does two jobs at once. It cleans and at the same time it polishes to a bright, shining luster. The secret is that Carnu dissolves that sticky traffic film built up by bugs, tree sap, oil, and exhaust fumes. Water alone won't remove that greasy road grime, but Carnu will, quickly and easily. No aching elbows, no aching backs. Car beauty comes easily when you use Johnson's wax-fortified Carnu. Try it and see for yourself. Yes, sir. You show me a man who's used Johnson's car you. I'll show you a man who's found the easy way to bring out the beauty of his car. Look
8: on the bright side, shine up the right side, bring out the beauty of your car.
3: about that time of the year again, dearie. Yeah,
4: Fred Waring takes over for the Johnson people next week, every Monday and Wednesday morning, all summer. That's
3: wonderful, and it's been another happy season for us, too, hasn't it? Swell. With all our good friends who keep listening to us. Honestly, I don't know what we'd do without them McGee. Well,
4: I do, but I don't like to think about it. <laughs> I wish there was some way we could say thanks to everybody who's been so nice to us all year.
3: You know what I think they'd like us to say by this time? You mean? Yeah. Oh, good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
2: David McGee and Molly will be back October 5th. In the meantime, the makers of Johnson's White Spot bring you Fred Waring and his Pennsylvanians every Monday and Wednesday morning. Consult your local newspaper for the correct time and tune in next Monday morning, won't you? This is Harlow Wilcox saying good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.